Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. The final Buffalo Bills football Monday of the season, which means, at least formally, our last uh, chance to chat with Eric Wood, who joins us on the Wester Hotline. Of course, if you know the show over the years, once in a while, you know, there'll be a big trade or something, and we'll call Eric, and he'll be at Epcot, and we'll bug him. He'll be in Mexico, and we'll have to say, he got a few minutes, and he's always very accommodating. Eric, I mean, it's incredible game, pretty abrupt ending from the two-minute warning, when I don't know about you, like, you had to at least respect the Bills' chances, if not really like their chances there, to... Three plays later, including the field goal miss, like that's it. I mean, I guess that's what happens in the NFL playoffs. But um, I, I, I thought it was I, I was sort of surprised by sort of being shocked that at the two minute warning, like, all right, this is this is the ride, this is good. You, I, you got the ball, and I barely had time to get nervous, right, about it, an ending. Like I was nervous about over. the outcome, but I, I, I wasn't processing like they're they're not going to score something here, and the game's going to continue, and then suddenly it's like, oh, post game's on the air. That's it. Yeah, I don't know, Eric. How about you? <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, heartbreaking. I mean, it was shocking, heartbreaking. Um, you know, right at the two minute, they're in a position to score, and they've been marching up and down the field. Uh, throughout that game and Josh has been doing a great job taking what the defense has given them throughout the game taking shots uh, calculated shots at times they didn't connect on any of them but you know no risky throws uh, down the field and you just assume that you know they'll keep you know working their way down you know maybe it's another Josh Allen touchdown run maybe he gets his third of the game um, and then they don't gain any yards on those next two plays and Tyler Bass misses the field goal and it's essentially over, and it's um, it's disappointing. And you knew the defensive injuries will play a role in the game. This Bills defense has been banged up all throughout the year. In these last two weeks, they got extremely banged up. But then the offense, seemingly, you know, I mentioned the success of the offense. They seemingly play, I don't want to say the perfect game plan, but they control the ball and control the game for so much of it. And although the defense wasn't getting stops, the offense kept pace, and then you force the one turnover, which keeps it a one-score game. And you just, you know, me personally, I just thought, okay, here's the moment. Here's the moment where we get over the hump. We got Kansas City at home, and this is where the tides turn. And then it didn't, and it was extremely disappointing. Is there for you, beyond what has been said here in our short time together already, like a major takeaway this team, Eric, is challenging at this stage as it's been for the last couple of years, too, because they're so good. 
but it hasn't been good enough, and 100 people might have 100 different opinions on what should be done about it, <laughs> ranging from not much to a lot. Um, this game last night, where does it leave you in terms of like how they go forward? Yeah, I mean, to me in the playoffs, and we've talked about this in the past, you know, one of my biggest criticisms of, you know, this ultra-successful run that the Bills have had as of late, four division titles, five straight seasons of 10-plus wins, has been when it comes to the playoffs, especially when they're playing top-tier quarterbacks, they have not been able to affect them with a four-man rush. And they've invested uh, in in the defensive line. Um, and then yesterday – they they don't generate really any pressure on Mahomes throughout the game, which made it easier on him on the back end. Now I understand that everything's complimentary, and when you have a banged up second level of the defense at the linebacker level, and then a banged up you know cornerback group, then maybe the coverage isn't there for those guys to get home. But I thought one of the biggest issues was they were allowing the Chiefs to consistently stay ahead of the chain, so then they didn't even put them necessarily in those third and longs to get off the field. And when they did, it seemed like they were able to get off the field, and so. You know, it was a combination of not being able to stop the run and then not holding up well on the back end in the secondary to even let those guys get home. But, you know, disappointing day, especially rushing the passer yesterday, and I don't know what the exact answer is there. If it's, yeah. okay, sure, up the run defense, so you make it easier and put them in longer dis- down a distance. Or, hey, you know, once you get Milano and Bernard back and Tredavious White and, you know, those guys, do they make the difference to where – it doesn't look like it did yesterday. But to me, you know, it was Burrow last year. It was Mahomes the prior year. It was Mahomes yesterday. Just not being able to affect those guys with a four-man rush. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's right to, I think, you know, point out how banged up the Bills were everywhere else on defense. But up front, they had their full complement of guys. I mean, say what you will about Miller and his recovery uh, you know, from the injury from last year, he hasn't been the same player nearly as impactful, but they had the rest of their dudes and it, yeah, that game. And this is not a criticism of the crowd noise itself, but the idea that having them here, you know, communication and the tackles being able to work on a silent count and the advantage that that was supposed to afford the bills just did not manifest itself at all. No, it didn't. It, it truly didn't. And uh, a lot of that was because they weren't forcing them into obvious pass yeah. situations. You know, a lot of them, a lot of those downfield throws were, you know, play action passes on rundowns. And, you know, you had to dedicate so much to the run because you weren't tackling well on Pacheco. And, you know, you had the chance early to get Mahomes with Rousseau and he escapes the pocket and Rasheed Rice gets 25 yards or 26 yards on the play. And it just, the tackling was an issue, and so they stayed ahead of the chains. I, I believe it was midway through the third quarter. I was looking at the stats to, you know, give a pre-play. Hey, the Chiefs are blah, blah, blah on third down. I think they were one for three. Yeah. You know, mid, <laughs> mid to late third quarter, and they only had three third downs. And so it's – and they were one for three. So when you were able to force them into those situations, then you were able to get off the field at times. But, you know, throughout that day, you know, yesterday it was just – it was a lot of chunk plays, and I think a lot of it starts with, you know, them not being able to stop the run on those early downs and Kansas City being able to, you know, just stay ahead of the down and distance where you can't just get in those obvious pass situations to generate pressure. But unless you can put pressure on Mahomes, you know, and this has been a pretty pedestrian Kansas City offense, he, he's going to make you pay, especially in the playoffs. And, look, this 
this is a Kansas City receiving core, especially Scantling, who, you know, this team leads the league in drops. And then yesterday, they're the ones making the plays down the field. And on our opportunities down the field, we're the ones that have the drops. Yeah, that third down point, if you really know football box scores, it's just hard to make sense of what that look. They ended one for five on third downs. How how would you have a game where a team goes one for five on third down? Probably they're they're turning the ball over a lot. I mean, a lot. And there's a blizzard or something. And they just do not. Because you how, how efficient... Is it when you're one for five on? It's not. It's not like four for five. It's five. You know the Bills were seven for fourteen, which is good. Uh, it's another one of these games where the stats just confuse you because the the stats for the Bills look so excellent. Um, in in some ways, not all, as you're saying. Eric Wood on the Wester Hotline. Eric, where does uh, where are we headed with Stephon Diggs? Another quiet playoff game. The drop. Three catches. They threw the ball to him on the first two plays, by the way. And this is not completely abnormal for what the second half of the season has looked like. In, and that was true last year, too. I thought it was pretty nervy for him to make that this close gesture after dropping that pass, which I'm not sure I'm right, but to me, probably was a signal toward Allen. Because if you drop a ball and you know it, you're patting yourself on the chest or doing nothing. Uh, I mean, Eric, last year there was a lot of drama and, and there were a lot of questions about him and where he was at mentally. I feel like this year there will be at least as many. Yeah, I would I would assume, and there's a lot of questions out there because it's hard to put the finger on what changed after week after the first six games and he didn't have a 100-yard game from that point on. It's just hard to put your finger on it. It's hard to figure out. And, you know, you could say that, you know, they rolled coverage to him at times, but you know, I felt like he got a lot of attention those first six games as well. And so it's hard to put your finger on what, you know, transpired there and why the production's not there in the postseason, you know, is is the answer that they need someone else. They need another big-time threat. I, I love what I've seen from Shakir and Kincaid. You got another weapon in Cook, but is there like a true number two receiver, a maybe a take-the-top-off-the-defense guy, a guy with serious size out there that could also separate that, then puts a ton of stress on the defense to where Stephon Diggs doesn't catch as much of the attention and he can produce. I'm not sure exactly what the answer is. I wish I knew, but um, I, I will commend Stephon Diggs. And, and look, his body language isn't always great out there, but throughout, especially that six game win streak where he wasn't necessarily producing, you know, some of the, um, uh, the comments you saw from him and maybe stuff in the post game was encouraging that he was, you know, he was he was satisfied. As long as we're winning, I'm all good with it. Um, but how that how that works into the off season, we'll see. Because last year we didn't anticipate all the fireworks around uh, the mandatory minicamp and all that. And one of the most, I would say, curious things uh, from Sean McDermott last night, because he's always able to find a way to avoid criticizing his players and sort of, if you will, staying out of the ditch. On Diggs, he said, quote, he had a couple of opportunities for us. Steph had a good postseason. And post the word postseason there is so stilted. Like it's it's two games. And no by no statistical measure was it good at all. But he doesn't want to he's not a good year, you know, how hard he worked. He just sort of abruptly had a good postseason. So to me that's sort of a sign like McDermott really doesn't have the easy quote on where how he, how impressed he was with Diggs, really. 
Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah, we can leave it there because, I, it, like I said, it, it's hard for me to comment on it because it, it just it didn't seem like there was something drastic, an injury, something slowing him down. And we kind of pointed towards maybe, okay, let's get less – less force feeding him maybe spread the ball around get more guys involved so then we can get the big plays from him later down the road or we'll get our explosive Stefan Diggs back towards the end of the year but it it never happened how do teammates generally react recognizing that all drops are not created equal nor are the players committing the drops right like Trent Shurfield had a couple of balls yesterday that could have made a big difference but you know no offense, he's Trent Sherfield. Like, Diggs is, you know, I'm him, right? That's Diggs. He's the guy. And there it is. Like, there's a moment where the difference in the game potentially could, it certainly would have been a different game if he catches that ball. Uh, don't know if the Bills would have won. There's still a lot of time left at that point. That's the beginning of that series that ends with the missed field goal. Um, how, how do teammates, I mean, I know that you want to pick everyone up, but. Man, your heart's got to sink a little when you see a ball fly 65 yards in the air and hit your best receiver in the hands. Yeah, I think you make great points with Sherfield. You know, by all indications, Sherfield is loved in the locker room, works his tail off, you know, and he's essentially your fourth or fifth receiver. And then, heck, if you throw in tight ends and whatnot, you know, he's not one of your primary pass catchers. He's stepping in. He made some plays against Miami, but – you know he's he's not he's not paid to make those plays per se. Um, you'd love him to, but that's mm-hmm. that's not how he's paid and, and and regarded around the league. Stephon Diggs is now. You know you got a guy that makes a mistake on a Sunday in a game and he does everything right throughout the week and works his tail off. You you feel worse for him than you are mad per se. Um, I'm not sure. I, I've never played with Stephon Diggs. Um, I've heard he works hard and does all the right things, but. Um, if, you, if, if someone's making mistakes, I'll say this from an offensive line standpoint, if a guy's not doing everything right during the week and he gets beat during the game, he's probably going to hear from me during the meetings the next day, you know, hey, this mm-hmm. is why this happened. This is why you were unsuccessful on Sunday because that, that was all created, you know, Tuesday through Saturday. And so um, it's hard for me to say in that moment what they felt about that Stephon Diggs, but it is deflating because – a lot of times your shots down the field are set up. They had Stephon Diggs finally not with Snead on him one-on-one. They get him with the safety down there, and that's where you take your shot. Eric, a, a prediction maybe on sort of where the offense might be headed? Um, we've covered Diggs here. We've got the possibility Joe Brady is back. I think I might guess that he is, uh, not knowing of any sort of discord. You know, they won games. Where do you think – Sean McDermott, assuming he's back too, wants to take the offense, or even Brady, because this was not his offense he was really running. I mean, he inherited it. We saw them become so run-heavy and win doing it. Even last night, you know, it's the kind of game where you could say one play, even a field goal attempt, it could change it. Are we going to see the Bills, like, turn harder toward being more of a ball control team they, they don't, don't really have a great receiver room as we speak now, assuming Davis leaves. A lot will change, though. Philosophically, where do you think we're going? Yeah, I would assume the Bills would be thrilled to get back Joe Brady. I think he'll get a lot of interest around the league. Um, Well-regarded, uh, from my experiences with him, seems to be you know a guy that everybody wants to have. You know, he's a guy that you like to have in the building, and then he did a good job. And so I'd assume he'll be – 
uh, pursued. I know he's gotten head coaching looks in the past and then uh, had an interview this week. And so I would assume the Bills would be thrilled to get back Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Brady, to me, seems like a guy that attacks another team's weakness or understands the overall philosophy of the game. Yesterday you have a banged-up defense. Okay, how do we play a little bit more ball control here and protect our defense? And then also Kansas City, very good defense on the season, but they're really good against the pass, and they haven't been as good against the run throughout the season, so they attacked them on the ground more throughout that game. And so uh, he seems to me to be more of a game plan-specific type of guy where some games it might be more run-heavy, like the Dallas game, and then other times you open it up and pass a lot more. Uh, we've talked about this over the years. You know, you want to have a good run game, and you you love to rush for – you know, four and a half yards of carry on the season because that's going to open up the pass game. This league is built to pass the football now. When you can't contact guys five yards down the field and all the rules set up to protect quarterbacks, you know, it's a high-flying league nowadays. And so, um, you know, I never want this Bills team to say, you know, to kind of go completely old school and say, we're going to ground and pound all year. You got Josh Allen. He's a generational talent at quarterback. And I want the ball in his hands a majority of the time. One area that maybe won't need a lot of attention unless they choose to do something because of salary um, is the offensive line. Um, Mitch Moore says he wants to come back. Um, that's the first guy I would think of just because of his, his concussion history and his age, whether he wants to keep going. The question might become whether the Bills want to keep going, again, considering their salary cap situation. But overall, I can't think of a year that's been more stable all year. I mean, they, those guys didn't play every snap. I know Torrance might have been the only player on the team to play every offensive snap, I read. Um, but still, they had their starting five all year, and they're all under contract. Yeah, this, this offensive line's in great shape for next year. They had one heck of a season. I know part of it's Josh Allen and him being able to make guys miss in the pocket, but you have the fewest amount of sacks in the league. They ran the football well consistently this season. Uh, James Cook, one of the highest uh, yards before contact per run in the entire NFL. And so, to me, the offensive line's in great shape. Deion Dawkins, I was talking to him earlier today. I'm like, you get older and better each and every season. I thought he had his best season as a pro this year. Mitch Morris is consistent. They shirt up the guard position, and then Spencer Brown made strides this season to where we're not worried about that right tackle spot like we were maybe in the preseason this year and based upon what he had done in the past. And so, yeah, this offensive line's in great shape. David Edwards, solid backup. They're really excited about what they have in Vandemark backing up. They like that young kid, Alec Anderson. I mean, and Ryan Bates has proven he could play in this league. I mean, you have a deep and good offensive line there. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's one thing I would assume will be – we know that's constant for next year, and, and there's a number of others we know will be constants next year. But the offensive line, I'd imagine, will stay intact. Eric, we've come to this, the last question for you of the season, and at least it's a good one, I think anyway. You may disagree. Did you meet Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, I did not meet Taylor Swift. I met Jason Kelsey. Uh, I, I know Jason Kelsey. I met up with him uh, at the Big Tree for some wings before the game and got them all settled um, and got them all set up to have a, yeah. have a pretty fun day. And and I was, I was talking to him today. He said uh, – I said, I said, uh, I was going to say, I hope you 
had fun in Buffalo and enjoyed your time. But based upon the videos and what I saw during the game, I know you had a good time. I hope the hangover's not too bad. And uh, it, and then we we decided that some hangovers are worth it. But no, I didn't meet <laughs> I didn't meet Taylor Swift. Uh, Jason Kelsey's such a good dude. I had two guys in from Louisville with me and. Uh, you know, connected all them before the game, and they were trying to get them in the suite with Taylor Swift, but uh, security clearance and, you know, having to submit names and all that prior and all that. So they didn't make it in, but, no, I didn't meet Taylor Swift. Um, okay. I'm I'm uh I'm waiting outside my daughter's school to pick her up from Girl Scouts. She'll be she'll be disappointed. I I could tell a little white lie <laughs> and tell her I did meet her. She'd be really impressed. No, but don't do that because she'll listen to us on the on on demand and then she'll know. So <laughs> uh, our last question for you will be her first question. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, you got Kelsey set up all right. It seemed uh, you did, for sure. Uh, I thought the picture of the two of you might have been from inside the suite. I guess not. So, anyway. No, no, that was inside the big tree. Okay. Thank you for everything, Eric. Um, got a getaway coming up? Something fun? Um, yeah, I have a golf trip next week. I always book a golf trip for Pro Bowl week, because even if the Bills are in the Super Bowl, I know I'm not working that week. So, uh I'm going to spend a little bit of time down in Florida next week, a little R and R, and then uh, get back to get back to normal life. But uh, it's the I have so much fun with this job. It's like you're bitter and you're sad when it's over, not necessarily excited that you get more downtime. But mm-hmm. I always enjoy my time with you guys on Mondays. It's uh, this is kind of my cap to my day of uh, other media appearances, one Bills live, filming the Sean McDermott show, and all that. Uh, this is always a fun cap to the day. Thank you, Eric, uh, for saying that and for all your time. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to the next time I'm on with you guys. Let's right. go. Yep. I'm sure that'll be, may, well, maybe sooner than we think. We'll see how the offseason goes. Eric Woods' final appearance brought to you by North, for the season, uh, brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. By Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in. By Northtown Automotive, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And by the Goodfeet Store, don't just live with foot pain. Visit the Goodfeet Store on Walden today. We'll look for your calls next. So much to talk about in the wake of the Bills' playoff loss to Kansas City. Another one. 803-0550. Sal Capaccio in about 40 minutes, a little less. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I feel like we're starting to find the pieces to the puzzle, but obviously we're not. So we just had a lot of words, especially yesterday, because we felt like everything was clicking so well, especially on offense. So to be able to not be practicing today is a little weird. Gabe Davis may very well have finished up his career with the Bills. I was going to say play his last game, but his last game would have been in Miami when he was injured. To the extent to which you would say he was missed last night? I mean, for as much as he's had drop issues, uh, I don't know, maybe either one of those balls to Sherfield is a catch. Um, you know, he's certainly more accomplished, more experienced than Trent Sherfield. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's... Um, it's it's on the list of things to wonder. Like if he if he'd been healthy, could could anything have been different? I you know perhaps. Yeah, I mean, none of that is to say that I would want the Bills to pursue a new contract with him because I think it's just going to be probably out of. I just I, I just don't think they can afford to pay uh, that number two receiver the kind of money he may command on the open market. But I I. Wouldn't want to dog him so hard to say I didn't even miss him. Would be really, it will be really interesting to see what he can get as a free agent because, yeah. you know, he's not everybody's favorite player, but only takes one. Right. I would say both that you know you'd want to respect his loss last night. He's blown up that defense before in the playoffs two years ago yesterday, record-setting stuff. No, it has not actually even been two years yet since that game. <laughs> Might feel like longer. Um, but the Bills didn't really want to. They did. A, they took a couple shots. One's the Diggs. We're not, we're not that team anymore. You know, they, they were not that team anymore stretching the field. Allen, Bill Barnwell had that last night was the lowest. I want to get this perfect. The lowest yard, uh, air yards per pass of Allen's career. At an astonishing 0.7 per pass. His previous career low in any game was 3.3. Like he had 10 or more passes behind the line? Yeah, I think they threw, yeah, because 20, I saw he was 10 of 21 on passes that traveled beyond the line of scrimmage. So the rest of the attempts, 39 attempts, so 18 attempts must have been behind, at or behind the line right. of scrimmage. And two that went as far as eight yards in the air. Or more than eight yards in the air yeah. that, that were caught. Yeah, that were caught. It was a weird. Was just, I, I get why they did what they did, um, and it, again, you know, the margins. It almost worked. Oh, if it hit this, hit that, hit. Um, it's pretty jarring to see them struggle to be effective. I know, look, Kansas City, all teams, we've been talking about it for two years now, right? The two highs, like explosive plays. Teams are just playing to stop you from being able to do that, and Kansas City seems excellent at it. A lot of teams are having a hard time solving their defense this year, so the Bills don't have the market cornered on that. But to have the success running, and then when that went away, you know, those final three drives, 
are they, they still tried to run? I, I don't know on all of them, but certainly um, I, I know the the last one for sure. Um, and when that dried up, like early in the game, it's seven yards, eight yards. James Cook on first down, like okay, great, do whatever you want now. And when that stopped, they just had no other answer. Like their passing game couldn't do it for them. On that last drive, just a couple of handoffs to Cook. Second and four at the 34, no gain. They converted on third. First and 10 at the 27 for one. Then it's all the way down to the two-minute warning, second and nine, and you know the rest. Let's go to Neil next. Hi, Neil. You know, I think we need to stop uh, dancing around what the real problem here is. And the real problem that we have here is that Sean McDermott is the Marty Schottenheimer of this generation. He's a guy that will get you to the playoffs. He's a good regular season coach. But when he gets to the playoffs, he coaches scared. He sent that kicker out. You don't send a kicker out in a, in an, in a playoff game. when you, and They're going to tie, and you know Mahomes is going to go down the field. And here's, here's, there's a couple things we need to put on the table here. I want Stephon Diggs traded. I'm sick and tired of his petulant narcissism with his little finger, little finger things that he does because Josh Allen doesn't put it right on the numbers. Go, let him reunite with, with his brother in Dallas, get a late first or an early second, and then you take those two picks, and you know what you do? You go up and you draft, get a Brock Bowers, get a real receiver, get an actual number one for this team to pair with Josh Allen for the next five years. Second, Von Miller, quite frankly, jaked that injury. Okay? He should have been – he played terrible this year. He didn't earn that paycheck. Either I would cut him or trade him. This needs to be a year next year where we take us one step back to go two steps forward. We need to take some hard cap hits and make some really hard decisions on key players and personnel. And in closing, let me say this. I have said this quote to you before, and I will say it again. One generation plants the trees, the next one gets the shade. Sean McDermott has proven time and time again he can coach you into the playoffs, but he coaches you out of the playoffs. And he has clearly shown that he cannot beat Kansas City. He cannot get over this hump. We need the Todd Munkin, the Brian Johnson, the Jim Harbaugh, a guy who will come in and put a system in place and make decisions that make sense. This guy just comes up short year after year. There should be 10,000 people with signs outside of Highmark Stadium saying, fire McDermott. Because if the Pagulas, as you say correctly, wow. live in this bubble where Sean McDermott is the second coming of Bill Walsh and Jesus Christ, well, then that is an even bigger problem. It's time to get rid of Diggs. It's time to cut our losses. It's time to take a step back before we take two steps forward. And the only way we're going to do that is to get a real head coach who doesn't take crap from these narcissistic divas like Stefan Diggs and put are together. You about to, are you almost done? Almost done? How close are we to done? Close? Almost done. Almost done. You're closing was a while ago, Neil. Closing, you know, about, four, about a minute and a half ago you were closing. So let's... We got it. I think we got it. 10,000 fans with fire the coach signer. I'm never going back in that stadium again. That's it seems not insane at all. You would have gone for he I Here's why I will say to you guys that McDermott can't coach in big games because he tried a field goal down 3 under 2 minutes on 4th and 9 from the 26. 
That seems like a bit of an overreaction. I, I think maybe. I love going for it. I was not up for going on fourth and nine. I would have loved dearly for the Bills to run those two plays and get them into fourth and short or even convert, and now Kansas City's using his timeouts. I think there was a you know, a higher grade clock management approach mm-hmm. to the end of the game. But I'm not going on fourth and nine there. When I can kick it to tie, my kicker, you know, my, my chances are pretty good of getting the tie at least. Maybe not winning the game. Right. I mean, we, we sadly, we, we're not going to know. We don't even know if, if Allen hits that pass to Shakir, whether or not they hang on. You know, I mean, KC would need a touchdown to beat you. Uh, and that's different than 13 seconds when they only needed, you know, the field goal to tie you. Um, so, you know, there's no field goal on the table if you get that touchdown and you assume the extra point, which you know, I guess maybe I shouldn't assume. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, um, I love the I'm, I'm big on style points there. I don't know about the content, but like that was uh, that was effectively delivered. It was fun. Um, speaking of that kind of thing quickly. So the Chiefs go up 26, 24 and the Bills go offside on the extra point and Kansas City declines the penalty puts the yardage on the kickoff and kicks it out of the end zone anyway. Right. Maybe like wind was challenging there. Maybe they wouldn't have yeah, assumed that was, that the touchback. was the direction the wind was supposed to be tougher. Yeah, that's right. Still, though, my thought was Reed doesn't want to take the bait. Right. And Because if you're on the you, – you take the penalty, you're going for two, and he's up two, and he didn't want to, he didn't want to take the bait and no. try to go up four there. Yeah. Which I would not approve of. Like, I think anytime, I wonder if the Bills went offside on purpose. Right, to try to get him to yep. go for two, we stop him, and then we can win with a field goal. Right? That's what would have happened. Yes. Yeah, right. Sorry. Rick is next. Hi, Rick. Good. How are you guys doing today? Good, Rick. Thanks for calling. Uh, Keith McDermott, you know, I used to go in the 1970s, at least uh, four home games uh, a season, and I must have went two and a half years before I saw the Bills win. They had one and four, one and 14, 15 records, too. But, you know, the thing is, McDermott did a wonderful job on the defense considering how many injuries they had in yesterday's game and a patchwork linebacker. And I'm glad he did a much better job than Leslie Frazier. And Brady, Brady's coming on. He did a good job. It's just one of those unforeseen circumstances. Anytime you have household changes, it's nothing but trouble. I remember the Hank Bullows, the Kay Stevens, and uh, – Chan Gailey's, and uh, it didn't work out. we got a good system here. We'll get over the hump. Everybody's got to be uh, a little more patient. And that's about basically all I have to say. Okay, thank you, Rick. I appreciate that, too. It's hard, man, because it's so – like the, what, what is the, – the, 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 the guy before this guy, like what's his problem? His problem is, like, cumulatively, this is just all – this is our existence, and yeah, there's a lot of fun in between. Like, I hope you enjoy the summers and the fall uh, before the real tension arrives in January. But we've 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 been in this spot already. And I, you know, last night McDermott dodged a smoking gun with the fake punt. It was like that was that that was the moment. And if Hardman doesn't fumble at the half-yard line there or Poyer doesn't punch the ball out at the half-yard line, we're talking about suddenly it's a 14 or two-score two score game and, oh, man, and it's a fake punt at your 30-something that set it up, my God, right? I mean, it's just raining fire, I think. But they got out of that and had a chance to win it, and that, to me, turns the temperature down on him. But still, you're in this spot, and... 
I, listen, I, I, I'm not deaf to the idea that a change, because I, I don't know that he's not this generation's Marty Schottenheimer. He might be. How many more years do we got to wait to find out? I, I, I feel that. I hear that. Um, I just I don't think there's any chance anything's happening with him. And so I don't want to be dismissive of the opinion because I was as hot as anybody about him in at Thanksgiving after the Eagle game. Like I, I after the after that loss post game show, I'm like I'm done. I can't keep doing this. But you know there were more games, and he did keep an injury riddled defense out of the ditch for a month and a half while they won all these games to get in a position to even host this game and then has to play with AJ Klein chasing Travis Kelsey around last night. Like, what are you, I'm sorry. Like I have, I have some mercy. Um, you know, I think he was in tough and I think he weathered a lot of criticism that was warranted and a lot of stuff came out about him that was embarrassing and he stayed on task and got them here. And I, I don't know. I don't like losing these games any more than anybody who's going to call and scream for his head. Um, I just don't think it's worth investing. You're just screaming into the wind. I don't think there's any point in investing in that. I just don't think it's going to happen. Poor Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Andy Reid can probably be remember can, mm-hmm. can probably remember being called this generation's Marty Schottenheimer. Is there enough of a gap there between yeah. Marty and <laughs> yes, Andy Reid? I think so. We can't win with you. All right, timeout. Sal coming up at five. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Sal Capaccio with not only his thoughts on the season ending, but what was said uh, down as the players cleaned out their stuff today. Coming up, that'll be in about 10 minutes. Let's go to Dan here. Hi, Dan. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, Bulldog, you, uh, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It feels like we're, we're shouting into the wind. The, the thing that needs to get fixed is, is game planning. And, and I, I think coaching, uh, I'm not call, I'm not, I don't even think McDermott needs to be fired, but we're clearly getting out game planned and out coached where for the past two years, quite frankly, we survived so often because Josh Allen is a super, a superhero. He's a freak. And it looks so, so easy for Kansas city. And I know our defense is depleted, but our receiver cores are, are comparable. We have the better offensive line. Our running backs are comparable. Mahomes and Allen, I think, are comparable. And yet, 
they made it look so, so easy, and, and we make it look so hard. And even, you know, since Brady took over, it has looked hard. We scraped by the Chargers. We scraped by the Pats. So we need to find a way to get stop running the ball, frankly, get the passing attack back, make it easy on Josh Allen. And I just – I don't know how that changes if, if it is coming from McDermott. I know he's not going anywhere. Uh, maybe, maybe a new offensive coordinator, maybe a – Brandon Staley, dare I say it, I just – it's really, really frustrating that, that the only thing to pin the loss on, there's not a person, there's not, not even a single play, it's not on bats. It, we got outcoached. We got outplayed all game. We, we deserve to lose. So, I don't know. I'll hang up. I'll talk to you next year, fellas. <laughs> We're going to be here between now and next year, just so you know. I mean, no, don't, don't lose our number. We'll be around. Don't lose the number. <laughs> Keep it on speed dial. Well, you know, we're, we'll uh, have Sal coming up here, and there's always a press conference once it all, the dust settles, as they say, McDermott and maybe Brandon Bean. And if you're right in assuming McDermott returns, I don't know. Like, I, I can't assume there'll be that much interesting that's said, but there really are, it is going to be a different offseason because there's more that has to happen. I know the last the caller who was going off half an hour ago wants them to trade Von Miller. I mean, explain to me in what universe you can trade Von Miller. But they're going to have to make hard decisions with the cap. And that has been less true. And they are going to have holes because of it. And they haven't really had holes. Two or three years running, for the most part, they're drafting without holes. Like, is there an opening for a starting player? Kincaid was pretty good, but they had a starting tight end. Like, it's, it's going to be different in that way. And I'm wondering about offensive philosophy because that's really where you can get to a difficult place with McDermott. And a lot of us have been there a long time. Like, is it too conservative, this shift to the running game that happened? They won a lot. It never was surprising that they would keep with it. And you saw that last night, too. So will the Bills, I'm thinking of the press conference that will be coming up here in some matter of days, want to, what will they say about where they want to be heading in terms of all this, because they're going to need guys. What is the wide receiver room at this point? Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I feel like this is Dan, the caller, uh, and a lot of us where you just can't expect a, another shift back to the way the Bills played with Dable here under McDermott. That this is intentional, and he might ver- feel strongly that that's not what got him beat last night. Make a kick. He's Mr. Complimentary Football, make the kick. Make a kick, make a catch. Make a catch. And, you know, a lot of people would say the same thing. I'm it's mostly where I am. I mean, I, you know, I, I know you can do that till you're, you know, blue in the face uh, with football, but, I mean, man. Get ready for some grounding and pounding. Is that what you're saying? Is that where uh, <laughs> we're headed back to next? It was kind of like that the last six weeks. Pretty much, compared to the rest of the league it was. Sal Capaccio after sports. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 